0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Almost live from the trenches of New York City. Here are your middle-aged warriors, Chris Semino and Rick Summers. Hey, it's Rick and Chris, your middle-aged warriors on the Believe Podcast Network, coming to you almost live from the CV Central. (laughs) <laughs> or so it seems, of New York City. Hey, Chris, how are you, my friend?
1: All right, we're hanging in there. Uh, it's week three of, of this uh, isolation. It feels like week 333, but, uh, you
0: know, it's one
1: day at a time now. That's what we're up to.
0: Well, the thing is, it feels like time is standing still. Mm. And every day feels like the day before. I mean, it, it's, I've noticed that in talking with other people. Everybody says, oh, Groundhog Day.
1: Well, it is kind of like that. And it's it's funny because uh, I've been out of work now for several months and working on different projects from home. And you do tend to lose track of the day of the week. So there would be times I would say uh, to Ed, me, my girlfriend, uh, I said, is it Wednesday or Thursday? She goes, what, what do you mean? How do you not know the day of the week? Well, now she's been out of work. She's been out of work for two weeks. The other day, she says to me, it's Saturday. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I thought it was Thursday. I'm like, Oh, see Yeah. it's, it's when, when this repetition begins and there's really nothing that sets a, a, a demarcation of each day being different, they all kind of blur together. And yeah, I, I guess it does feel like groundhog day. Not, not a good well, groundhog I mean, day.
0: I, I think for you, and I don't know that you ever had that great feeling of cause the alarm used to go off at what, like one o'clock in the morning when you were doing mornings at channel four, but I, I I just would remember waking up on Friday morning of a work week and thinking, ah, thank goodness yeah. it's Friday. And even if I had nothing great planned, just knowing that, ah, it's Friday, we're done at 5 or 6 or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and that we have a couple of days to just kind of catch our breath. Well, now it's like, and it's ironic that we use that terminology because that's part of the whole problem of this virus is people are having trouble breathing and catching their breaths.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think for some... Uh, working at home, they still sort of have a work week. Although when you're working at home, especially those that have kids running around, it's a whole that's a whole other uh, set of circumstances. But I think it's the people that are out of work now and home. They're really losing. Uh, the sense of what day of the week it is and sense of, uh, of time and things like that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's part of what happens when, when we're dealt something like this. Uh, but for me, I think the transition wasn't as difficult because I was sort of almost living that way unstructured for the last several months. So I think for me, the transition, I don't know about how you feel about it, it wasn't as jarring to my system. To, you know, in other words, we weren't doing that Friday morning thing for a while now, you and I going, oh, thank God it's Friday, or right. calling Thursday, Friday Eve, you know, and, and getting excited about that. Uh, so it wasn't as big of a change. The big change, obviously, is uh, for, for us and, and everybody, the inability to connect with other human beings. I mean, that's that's the tough part
0: about this. Right. And, uh, and the fact is that despite the fact that you've been on... I don't want to call it hiatus, but since you've not been working regularly since last summer, and I have not been working regularly for almost a year now, we haven't had these handcuffs on us that says, hey, you can't go here, you can't do that, you Mm -hmm. can't pass go and collect $200.
1: You know, this, again, is something that's out of our hands. You know, it's not something that we we can really control. And... You know every day you sit there and i don't know about you but i've kind of backed off watching uh the news is bad this is not a good thing this is a horrific thing many families are going to have their hearts broken by losing loved ones it's an inevitability and and that's that's the awkwardness about you know how do we handle this for ourselves meaning Sometimes I feel, you know, trying to, trying to have fun with it, it make something fun out of the fact that, you know, Edmund and I are in the apartment together and we're, we're doing cooking videos. Or we're, last night we were doing a karaoke thing. And then part of me feels guilty because there are people who are suffering terribly Sick. from this. Damn. So what's the right, what should I be doing? And it's a very awkward emotional struggle sometimes I have inside. That's, it's a, it's a strange feeling. I don't know how you cope with that.
0: Well, it's interesting because I don't think there's any rule book. I don't think there's any right. I don't think there's any wrong. I mean, as any good psychologist worth his parchment would say, uh, there is no value in what you're feeling. I mean, we there is a value, but you can't, you can't place a value on what somebody else is feeling, saying that's good right. or that's bad. And I think that that's part of the confusion in all this. I mean, this time off... And that's kind of what it is. It's forced time off, but it's scary, scary shit. I mean, it really is. I can't tell you how many phone calls and texts this morning I was dealing with with a friend of mine who lives in New York City. Uh, She's a social worker and she used to work in the emergency room in Bellevue. She's seen some of the worst things in the world and she has asthma. And she is now home and she's got, I guess, a portable ventilator, a breathing oxygen machine. And she's had somebody coming and giving her hydration. And then I have another friend whose mom is in the hospital and they can't get near her and her mom's not doing well. And they don't think she's going to live. And I, you know, what do you say? How do you feel other than you just try and be there? And that's what we're all kind of trying to do. Yeah, I know it sounds cliche
1: yeah but and and it is tough I mean those scenarios uh, I can't really imagine meaning that you know a loved one is 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 gravely ill and you cannot be by their side uh, in those last moments it just that just breaks my heart i I don't even I can't imagine the pain the frustration all of the emotions that would go through you in a scenario like that and that's what makes this whole dynamic so unique in terms of dealing with tragedies or natural disasters. You know, if a hurricane hits, it comes in and it leaves. And the day after it leaves, you start the rebuilding process. It may take a while, but you can start the rebuilding process. 9-11 happened, and then the next day we start, you know, the rebuilding process. This is going on and on and on. And when you don't even have an idea of when we're going to start the rebuilding process, so to speak... Emotional rebuilding, economic rebuilding. Uh, It's going to have to happen on a lot of levels, but that's what's making this particular tragedy to me so devastating. And the fact that, you know, if there's a storm somewhere or a volcano erupts somewhere and and swallows up a town, it's in that one location. Basically, we have this worldwide tragedy uh, of epic proportions, a natural disaster. It's like a natural disaster over the entire globe. I don't know, I've never even thought of how we would ever handle something like that. And that's why I think we're kind of feeling our way through this because this is not something we have practice at.
0: One of the things that freaked me out that I saw on the internet this morning was a shot from NASA. And they basically had a pinpoint from outer space of areas of our planet that have been affected by uh, coronavirus. And I think there's a sense of, Oh my goodness, there's nowhere safe to go. No. Where do you go? No. You know, you think about a drought. You think about a hurricane. You think about I'll get out of town and go and you know, to go to Dodge and go where they don't have hurricanes. Well, there's right. nowhere that they don't have coronavirus that we've learned of so far. So you're listening to Middle Age Warriors. It's a podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He's Chris Semino. I'm Rick Summers. We're coming to you almost live from New York, where we do our show on a fairly weekly basis. And for the second, now third time, uh, we have been kept apart and are doing this by the amazing technology that has afforded us. And one of the things I was going to talk to you about is this is a forced isolation that nobody could have ever anticipated and a time of reflection that for us as men, and this is before, you know, this virus and this whole isolation thing was part of our conversation. You and I would talk about reflection a lot about growing older and looking back at life and looking at mistakes we've made and looking at choices that we've made and things that we wish we could have done differently and part of what it was like to be growing older and be middle-aged men and now everybody is kind of forced into that period of reflection and reconciliation and that is in great part very painful and very uncomfortable for a lot of people
1: yeah well a scenario like this um obviously most of us had not ever experienced something like this to this degree in terms of how massive it is in in coverage and scope. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've got 30-year-olds and 20-something-year-olds perhaps looking at this and reflecting on their life, where it is, where it's going. Maybe there'll be a shift after this passes in terms of their intent and their direction. This is a type of event that will have repercussions and ripples that go out for you know years to come and will change people's lives, young, middle-aged, and, and older, uh, and I mean that in a way that those that will continue to move on and live on, but when you live through something like this, I can't imagine you not being changed by either having more time to be reflective upon life itself and your, and your own life and those around us, and even the, the appreciation for it. I mean, I'm sort of hoping at the end of all of this, people will realize the value of being able to give a hug to somebody, you know what that? I mean, I've always been a touchy-feely guy. Anyway, you and I kind of, kind of schmaltzy, and that you know, it's like, right, absolutely. You know, that's who we are. But not everybody is. But when it's taken away from you, um, I, I, I just you realize how important that is. And I hope that when we get on the other side of this, just in general. As a, as a race, uh, uh, humanity, we understand the value of being able to be close and to be intimate and, and to be able to touch and be supportive and put a hand on a shoulder when somebody is feeling bad or to give them some encouragement. Having that taken away, wow, you know, you take it for granted. We could do that any day. Well, you can't, obviously, right now. And so to me, that's been a very powerful uh, kind of reflective thing, and I, and I hope Uh, half full in terms of the glass that on the other end of this, uh, we use that in in, in a positive way.
0: You know, um, as I started about a month ago adjuncting at my alma mater, the NYU School of Social Work, where I'm basically sitting in on a class of advanced students who are getting ready to graduate, but I've been reading a lot of articles and the importance, and this is a really valuable lesson I learned Ah, probably 20 years ago when I had an aunt who was uh, in her eighties and I put my hand on her arm once. And she said, you know what, Rick, one of the things that sucks about getting older is that nobody ever touches you. Nobody will ever put their hand in, in your hand or hold your shoulder or whatever. And I never really thought about that a lot. And that stayed with me now for like 30 years. It's, it's, Been one of the driving forces. The reason I bring that up is because I was just reading an article that I think I saw on Apple News about part of what people are dealing with is that inability not to connect, because you and I are connecting via Skype, but to be able to, you know, hug goodbye or, or 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 kiss. A stranger when you see them, or maybe not a stranger, but well, you know what I
1: mean. If that's what you like to do. That's fine, right? <laughs> does Valerie you, does Valerie know that?
0: <laughs> I have to tell you that we uh we've been trying to do our best to support um a local restaurant in New York that's not so local to us now because we've moved out of the city, but we once a week make a trip back in, we place an order and we go and support our restaurant, et cetera, et cetera you know, the restaurant on mm-hmm. 45th street in the theater well, district. Daniela, which yeah, is, yeah. And we want to make sure that we continue to show up, even if it's placing a small order to take out just to do something. So anyway, one of the things I wanted to reflect on, uh, between you and I, and it's along those lines of the glass is half full, not half empty is talking about some of the things in your self-reflection some of the good things uh, that you can still hang on to and still be able to enjoy on a daily basis and i know and i joke with you about being a weatherman and (laughs) and we talk about blue sky and sunshine all the time but absolutely the sun is out today and we haven't seen it in a long time because it's been so freaking cloudy here in new york
1: it's been a, it's been a pretty gray stretch yesterday the sun broke out for a few hours I went out on I, I have the pleasure and the fortune to have a rooftop deck so uh, I was out enjoying that and I'll probably after this podcast run out there again and grab whatever few minutes of sunshine we have uh, yeah I mean that's that's certainly influencing a mood. I will say that uh, music continues to help me a lot being home now more uh, with my girlfriend and we share musical tastes. There's some cultural background. We share recipes and cooking. Uh, we really had a blast doing that. And I'm not the biggest movie classic kind of a guy, but uh, I've been watching some old classics with her as well. She's got a huge uh, DVD collection of, of old movies. So we've been watching a lot of movies. And, you know, some of that unto itself uh, begins to just open up other aspects uh, of of your own personality when you start to, you know, try different things and experience different things. So I would say that's having, ha- having all this extra time has led to at least some growth. And that's what I think people should try to take advantage of at this point, whether it's reading something you'd ever, you know, you always thought, I, I want to read this book and never got around to it. I want to watch this show, this movie. I want to try cooking this meal. I think now's the time. Because what the hell else are you going to do? You know, but now's exactly. the time. But now's the time, yeah. and to allow yourself to grow from this—not so much shrink from it, but to grow from it.
0: And it's kind of like, if not now, then when. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and because, that's and know. that's that's become our reality. I mean, on a daily basis, we're seemingly losing people, and uh, and watching people retreat because they don't know and. Not like I'm breaking any earth-shattering news here, but I think personally, doing that work is admirable, but it's really hard.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, so you know, the the other side of this, and this is, I think, a, later on and upon reflection, after this is all over, uh, we'll probably look at it, certain things and say we, we could have done this differently, should have done this differently, and on a lot of levels. You know, I, I have a little bit of an issue. Uh, and I've I kind of I did a blog about it a couple of days ago. this toteboard yeah approach to the illness and the and the deaths, and that it's constantly there on the screen all the time. And that's almost uh, uh, besides kind of disgusting in terms of how it just makes you feel, I don't really see the purpose of it. I understand the information periodically can be disseminated and if you want to find it you can certainly find it anywhere but i know people who are sitting there watching this stuff hour after hour there's no way that this is going to do you any good this is going to definitely do emotional harm to you and and maybe even permanently to some extent scar people uh we don't keep tally of how many people are dying of cancer we don't keep tally of how many people die of the flu every year. We don't see that. You don't turn on CNN or MSNBC or Fox and see running total, how many people have the flu, how many people have pneumonia, and how many people have died from it. They don't. We don't do that, but yet thousands and thousands do every year. Again, I'm not getting into this controversy. I'm not trying to compare what's happening here to the flu, but what I'm saying is the way we're treating the illness and the numbers in such a trying to it's, it, to scare people you know, I think everybody sufficiently gets it at this point. And if you don't, man, you you should just go back under the rock because I don't understand why you're not getting what's going on right now.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. We were talking about this because the news came on last night. And first of all, everything leads with breaking news. <laughs> yeah, And that becomes laughable because what's not breaking news at this point? But the fact that they're keeping this ro- running tally is so frustrating and so disheartening and so unnerving Mm -hmm. and at what point we know that people are dying we know that people are dying at an unbelievably fast rate why do we have to keep ratcheting it up by having a tally and it gets to the point where is there an over under I mean,
1: yeah, it's it's like watching a telethon. Let's go to the board, and you know, and you see, exactly. and like, really, it's just it's distasteful to me. That that was the word I was looking for before. It's just so distasteful, uh, and, and I don't know who enjoys it or who doesn't. And uh, you know, why would you why would you find that interesting in any shape or form to see that number? And you know, we'll find a number at the end of all this, obviously, anyway. But it's just you know, and that's where you know the news media. I've I've had a couple of people uh, sort of not on the record say certain things to me about how the media handles it and why they're, they do what they do. And it's, you know, obviously at the end of the day, it's still a business. There's still a ratings game. And, this is like the approach of uh, you know watching a car you know watching the uh, a car accident or after the car accident the rubbernecking that goes on people always say oh i don't want to see it i don't want to see it and they stop and they slow down and they look and, you know and, and, and it's just human nature if you put it out there even as bad as it is people in general, they'll still tend to look. And that's really all the media cares about is that you're looking, uh, making sure they have the, the, the right amount of eyeballs. The, the other thing that gets, hits me with all of this, and you know, when you're talking about the restaurant that you know, you're still trying to support, it's the number of stories and written as if in surprise that, oh, uh, Macy's is shutting down and laying off this, these, this business is, is, is folding. Uh, the airline industry, can't. well, you shut down the world what what did you think was going to happen? The economy can't sustain itself when there are no people sustaining it. It, it. And so it's kind of weird almost to even report with surprise that these things are happening when we've gone into lockdown for such a long period of time. I just, and this, yet, the cynic and, in me and, looks at it that way anyway.
0: And yet I find it laughable that when I get on my email, there's still stuff in my inbox oh, yeah? that you can buy stuff now at the cheapest price ever. Um, a couple of things I wanted to just mention. First of all, he's Chris. I'm Rick. We're in New York. We're on the Believe Podcast Network, and this is Middle Age Warriors, of which we are both. Mr. Semino, Mr. Summers, happy to have your uh, company with us, and uh, as we're just kind of speaking extemporaneously but thought thoughtfully about what we're all going through at this time.
1: We're muddling um, through. Are you... Yeah. <laughs>
0: Are you at a a position where you can talk about somebody that you were planning on interviewing coming up this week or not?
1: Uh, Yes, I was going to actually, I was going to bring that up. Uh, Anne-Marie Duchesne, who is uh, a personal coach, psychologist, combination. She does, she believes in a lot of holistic approaches to uh, the psyche of people and she'll explain this even better and also the physical alignment the art of alignment is the name of uh, her company and it's about body and mind alignment and how important it is to have both of those things working uh, together uh, to, to reach to reach that point of perfect self or as best as you could be so uh, um, hopefully uh, we have a plan to interview her tomorrow and she's one of these people that I want to tap into her because I think she uh, could put a little better focus on this, or the things that we should be focusing on uh, to help us get through these th- this really tough time, these very difficult emotional moments. I wanted to ask her about the isolation, and and what that could potentially do to people who already had issues, perhaps with that, uh, you know, and and it's this is just exacerbating that, obviously. But she's a very positive person, and I'm hoping she can give us some tools. Uh, to to help us survive this and get on the other side even stronger.
0: Yeah, a lot of people are dealing with it. And that's one of the things I put on my Facebook page last week was just reach out to somebody you haven't touched base with in a really long time and just let them know that you're thinking about them. Let them know that you're there. And, you know, we both have a gazillion of those people, thankfully, in our lives to be able to try and reach out to. Um, Try and find somebody who's on their own and make sure that they're surviving and that they know that you know that they're there.
1: Right. No, it's important. And, and that's happening more and more. Uh, in fact, I'm trying to coordinate something either later today with some of my childhood friends from uh, from the old neighborhood. One is in Mexico working as a chef. One is in Arizona. Uh, another's out in Long Island and myself. And we're, we're going to try to do one of those uh, happy hour, uh, either Zooms or or FaceTime connections, and, and see how that goes. I do want to point out you had also uh, made a post, uh, I guess it was on your Facebook page, you know, listing the the, the good things about life. You know, things, sunshine on my face, a warm shower, red wine from Italy, uh, a handwritten thank you note. I think we should all probably take some time, because we have plenty of it, to make a list along those lines. What inspired you to, to do that?
0: What inspired me? Yeah, to make that um, list, to decide
1: to make that list.
0: I think, you know, it's funny. We were watching uh, a repeat of a Dr. Phil show the other night, Mm -hmm. and he, um, for all the criticism that he gets, all the criticism that a lot of TV hosts get, um, he's got a really good discipline, and he's got a really good demeanor, and he was helping a woman who was going through isolationism and he was talking about ways to help you cope. And he said, I want you to write down, a... let me see, I don't know that I can do a Dr. Philboy, so I won't even try. <laughs> but he wanted her to write down a list of blessings in her life. And I thought, that, that's a really good point. Let's look at the glass half full, not half empty. What are we thankful for? We're thankful for the opportunity to be able to do this. We're thankful for the opportunity to be able to mourn together, cheer together and just experience life together. And as I said on that list, feeling sun on your face is one of those very high on the things that I feel fortunate for. So when it's out, um, and thank you for bringing that up. And I know that we both have talked about this over the years, watching uh, a lot of things in our life, uh, blow up unintendedly, including marriages, uh losing your wife a couple of years ago uh to cancer and just being thankful for the things that you do have while you do have them
1: something like this is is sort of uh nature's way of humbling uh, the human race because i think too often we as humans think that we run the show here and i've always (laughs) i've always said you know we we're just renters so get off your high horse we just rent this planet And, you know, the feeling, I had a, it was a a young guy, actually, uh, was a weather producer many years ago at at NBC with me. And he said, you know, we're like a flea, you know, on a a dog. And that dog can shake its tail or wag its body anytime it wants and, and, and kick us right off. That's what we are on this planet. And that's kind of what this thing is telling us. And we act so shocked because we get so comfortable and we really start to think we control everything. And all of a sudden here comes this thing that we really can't control. We're trying to get a handle on it and we do a pretty damn good job in general as a, as a, a species of keeping our environment fairly safe for all of us for the most part when we're not fighting with each other. Uh, but I think the realization is that, you know, the planet is bigger than us. Uh, nature is bigger than us, and we're always at war in a certain sense with that. And this is just one of those moments we get humbled by it, and crap like this does happen. Hopefully it doesn't happen a lot, but guess what? There are going to be other pandemics after this one. Uh, when? I don't know. And how we handle them? I don't know. Uh, but we have, we've had them in the past, and we're still here, and we're going to get through this one too. But it, it's always uh, shocking, I think, uh, to civilizations and societies when, holy crap! This 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 thing, this virus, shut down the shut down the planet pretty much, and it's it's hard to imagine, but it's it's what has happened before, and like I said, I think you know it will happen again in some shape or form. Well,
0: you know what I always feel is that if you want to be humbled, take a perfectly dark, clear night and go out and look at the sky and look at how deep into space mm-hmm. you can see and just realize that we are just kind of blips. And I know that sounds kind of macabre and demoralizing, but the truth is, that's the truth.
1: Yeah. No, there's a, there's a Dave Matthews song, actually, uh, that talks about looking up at the sky, and as he's doing so, I feel as small as dust lying down here. And because that's yeah. that's all we really are relative to, you know, uh, the the rest of what's out there, and that's why you take it. You know, you stay you stay as present, you stay as in the moment as much as you can, and enjoy the fact that we're fortunate to have those moments. And uh, you know, just keep on moving forward. That's the that's all we can do at this point. This is um, uncharted waters for a lot of the us. You know, certainly this generation and beyond. So uh, you know, we're learning as we go along.
0: Remember the Kansas song from the late '70s, "Dust in the Wind." Dust of the wind. There you go. That's yeah,
1: right.
0: All we are is dust in the wind All
1: we are is dust in the wind no, I shouldn't say That was Chris, song. not Rick <laughs> <laughs> Anyway
0: On that note if you're, I think... list, if you're listening to us We just want you to know that uh, First of all, I'm tired of everybody saying We're all in this together We know we're in this together Because you don't really have a choice You don't have a choice,
1: <laughs> exactly But
0: the second point is uh, our hearts are with you, and that uh, yes. our our thoughts and our prayers for you and your loved ones, your family and friends, as well as ours. Um, I guess we should probably check out of here.
1: Yep, everybody. Uh, well, not 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 permanently. We're going to be back, but yeah. uh, <laughs> but everybody stay safe, uh, and be whatever good, whatever, whatever the weather, whatever your weather, sunshine always. You'll find it. it it's up there somewhere, like even to, behind the clouds.
0: And I like to say, be good, feel good. Thank you, Lionel Richie. Have a good one. Next time, Luke.
1: Hey, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, preferably five stars, no begging. Uh, we're available also on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at believe.com that's B-L-E-A-B.com, and
0: at Believe Podcasts.